Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. All right, um, let's get back to our Israel coverage. And joining me right now is Professor Emeritus Eitan Gilboa from the Center for International Communication. And uh, there was a rabbinical alliance of America Conference. And uh, he joins us right now to talk about the conference. And they were there to talk about um, anti-Semitism. So good morning, Professor Gilboa. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, can we talk about this Rabbinical Alliance of America? They gather to deal with the rise in anti-Semitism. Do we have any statistics that have come out of the conference? Not, not necessarily from the conference, uh, but rather from surveys that are being conducted on regular basis by the Anti-Defamation League, uh, the American Jewish Committee, uh, AMCHA. So there are, there are all kinds of organizations that conduct these surveys. All of them agree that anti-Semitism in the United States uh, since uh, Hamas uh, massacre of October 7th <coughs> at the beginning of the war uh, against Hamas in Gaza went up by hundreds percent, 300 percent, 400 percent, and that uh, especially on American campuses, uh, 75 percent of Jewish students have reported of either being themselves uh, victims of anti-Semitism or have have heard from colleagues about it. So the situation is very, very serious. It is very serious. I mean, if one looks, um, I think it was Stephen Fry who actually was talking about some of the statistics coming out of London. 50 anti-Semitic incidences every single day in London. In London, you're talking about one of the first world countries, you know, one of these really, really progressive societies of tolerance. I mean, what is happening in the world? I just spoke to uh, Vic Aladef earlier this morning, and uh, he is the former um, uh, CEO of the New South Wales Boards of Jep- Deputies in, in Sydney. And last week he told me that anti-Semitism was up 800% in the first two weeks after the war. What is happening? How do we understand this? Aside from it being, you know, we say anti-Semitism is a light sleeper. You know, it doesn't take a lot to wake it up. But... How do we understand this, Professor? Yeah, uh, it's not very difficult to understand. For almost uh, 20 years, since uh, that infamous uh, UN conference against racism uh, occurred, which occurred in your country, in Durban, uh, South uh, South Africa, uh, in uh, uh, 2021, the Palestinians and Muslims uh, found out that they could... uh, 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 they could conduct uh, a world global campaign against uh, against Israel, uh, blaming Israel for uh, being uh, uh, from being a Nazi type uh, uh, society, uh, uh, an apartheid state, a colo- settler colonial state, and uh, so they started a campaign of demonization and delegitimization across the globe. And uh, the worst uh, results of it, you can see, yes, you mentioned the United Kingdom, also Ireland, Belgium, uh, France, 
uh, and the United States, and uh, for a long time, uh, both uh, uh, universities and uh, uh, Jewish organizations have looked the other way. They have not understood uh, the potential damage uh, of that to themselves. And um, you mentioned earlier the uh, the um, rabbinical alliance of the United States. Uh, they had a meeting just a few days ago, and they were complaining about uh, un universities uh, in New York. New York is uh, one of the most Jewish cities in the world. And you see, say, State University of New York, City University of New York at, at Hunter College. Uh, this, is, this is just a small example of how outrageous anti-Semitism could be uh, in a practice lab at the City University of New York. There was a note saying instructors must be comfortable and competent in facilitating conversations about Israel's settler colonialism, apartheid, U.S. imperialism, and anti-colonial Palestinian resistance. So Hamas's massacre of October 7 is colonial, anti-colonial Palestinian resistance, and this particular organization of about 1,000 rabbis are now considering what to do, how to fight and combat efficiently those very high levels of anti-Semitism. But how do you? Because, you know, they just shout louder. How, how does one... Actually, I mean, one, one of the things that Benjamin Netanyahu was talking about, you know, in terms of the non-negotiables at the end of this war is that the de-radicalization of Palestinians. How do you read um, de-radicalize? Because what we're seeing from the Jewish perspective certainly is that the world is becoming more radicalized. Absolutely. Uh, I think this requires... Uh, a project uh, 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 that would be pursued by both uh, the, the um, uh, uh, world Jewry and Israel. It will take a lot of time to eradicate that radicalism. I think when it comes to Gaza, I think the model should be what the United States did uh, for the German and the Japanese societies after World War II. This is the model that uh, Israel and the international community and, and the Arabs themselves, even the Palestinians, they must recognize now that Hamas has brought only disaster to the Palestinians in Gaza. So this would be the model for the liberal countries, the dem democracies now must understand that uh, pro-Hamas and Palestinian movements have now been abusing uh, uh, the freedom of speech and academic freedom uh, to call for genocide against Jews. This is unacceptable and uh, it will require that, uh, that uh, campaign, uh, wide-scale campaign uh, uh, in cooperation with uh, components, political and, and civil society components. I think in the United States, Congress is now uh, will lead in very serious investigations in the ways all kinds of anti-Israel uh, movements are operating in the United States, such as uh, Students for Justice in Palestine or Jewish Voice for Peace. You know, you have Jews, anti-Semitic Jews, American Jews in the United States. Yeah. And I believe Congress and civic, civic organizations will now have uh, to, to uh, develop and implement a very 
wide-scale campaign against those movements. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Professor, you know, I, I look at this, I look at even going back, I mean, you cited the, the Durban conference, um, the anti-racism conference, but when I look back, I mean, even going back to the Second World War, and you look at the alliance between the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem um, and Adolf Hitler, Joseph Goebbels, the Third Reich, and, uh, I mean, you know, is there any surprise that when the IDF is going into Gaza, they're finding copies of Mein Kampf? Those, those veins and those connections run long and deep. This is an ancient hatred. Um, and, you know, preceding the Nazis, I mean, if we think about it, I think it was Adolf Hitler, um, his quote was, if you tell a, a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. And, um, you know, that, that's the world that we're living in, where people are happy to believe what they want to believe. Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, what, uh, th- there is a very clear similarity uh, between uh, Hamas, uh, Islamic Jihad, uh, and, and Nazism. They don't even hide it. Yeah. First of all, you look at October 7, uh, Hamas, uh, Hamas said and conducted a mass murder uh, wishing to kill to kill uh, babies and women and children and older people all of them and and spokespersons for Hamas coming out of Beirut saying we will repeat these actions time and again yeah so Iran Iran and Hamas and Islamic Jihad what they want is exactly what Hitler wanted and that is uh, to conduct genocide against Jews. And what is really striking for me is that in your country and other countries, they live in a different kind of a universe. They blame Israel for conducting genocide against the Palestinians, while the truth is exactly the opposite. The Palestinians want to conduct genocide against Israel. It's, it's actually incredible when one thinks about it. You know, there are certain nations that have come for our babies, most recently Hamas, but going back all the way to the Egyptians, um, they came for our babies. The Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Romans, the Nazis, they all came for our babies. They all have the same symbol of the eagle. And um, it is an ancient, ancient hatred. Professor Eitan Gilboa, thank you very much for joining us. Always enjoy our conversations, and I wish you a wonderful day and a safe day. And uh, Professor Gilboy is from the Center for International Communications.